Good morning, and thank you for joining us. This is the Lowdown with Shelly Brown. Mine is Shelly Brown today, <laughs> so it's just myself, Christy, and the producer. Uh, we will be filling in, and I want to, it is Thankful Thursday, so always start with, you know, being thankful for our drivers and all of our employees. We really do just appreciate everybody. And we will start with safety. Um, so I know we've been talking about the DOT blitz. It is coming to an end, but you know, I just think that just because it's coming to an end doesn't really mean it's coming to an end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't you think it's kind of best to, like stay on top of it all the time? For sure. <laughs> uh, we actually had talked about that, I want to say yesterday. I think, I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, mm -hmm. but a lot of the times, even though the blitz is over, the DOT officers will continue looking for that through the weekend because mm -hmm. they use it as training for new good officers point. coming on so mm -hmm. and also it's good practice just to be driving safe anyways so, right you know, <laughs> it's almost like cleaning your house like you do the big big cleaning because company's coming over but like just kind of keep it clean all the time then it wouldn't and be then, so and bad then it doesn't make it so hard to clean up afterwards <laughs> exactly yeah. yes 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 um so we'll kind of go through the topics of what we've been talking about for safety this week it's been safety and protecting life um so slowing your speed you know, good at, it's just kind of a good rule of thumb to drive three to five miles under the speed limit at all times. I mean, it's not going to really affect you that much and better safe than sorry, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And increasing your space. Uh, rear end accidents are the most common and the most costly because usually it's like long term medical that's being paid out. So, you know, just don't risk it. I mean, it's so scary, especially nowadays because I just feel like. A lot of people are break happy and will, you know, cut you off and do things on purpose and get right in front of you and push those brakes just because some are looking for a payday and some are just not being so nice. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, you know, when you can, definitely leave yourself a lot of space. And then goal. You know, get out and look every time. Just do it. I know it's a pain getting in, getting out, but it's going to save you in the long run. And I think it's just a really smart idea. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, it takes a little while, but it's part of the um, it's part of your pre-trip uh, and all of that. So it's definitely a good habit to get into. Just as, worth it, right? Yeah, it's just worth it. You know, it's it, we're we're building up the streaks every day, and so it's nice to continue to see those go up. Yes, instead of it's always watching, so exciting. Yes, instead of watching the streak falter. But what do we got on the agenda today, Christy? Since we we got the lowdown, but we don't have any Shelly Browns. Right. So how, how are we? How are we rolling with so it today? So today, I want. I thought it would be fun to talk about personality types. You know, there's all different personality types in the workplace, and we all have to learn how to manage those and get along with others. But I always think I always find it interesting to do those personality tests, and just to see, you know, if that if they're really accurate or, you know, does that sound like me? If I answer this, you know, what's going on? So, you know, they've got that one that's, I guess the most popular one is the Myers-Briggs one. Um, and it kind of assigns you to four different categories. So I went through and did one yesterday and then I asked you to do the same just to kind of see if it, so how did you feel like yours came out? Did you think it was kind of true? Um, or I think so. Kinda, so eh? to kind of break down the test, it's like a hundred 20 something questions yes you answer about just how you would react in a situation what kind yeah, of Yeah, very easy yeah pretty easy um just questions about yourself multiple choice and mine came back and the names are still kind of confusing to me like the i in 
uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's yes interesting to me still. I know it stands for certain things, but uh, yeah. So I got INFJ, which is the counselor, and it says INFJs are nurturers with a strong sense of, of personal integrity and a drive to help others to realize their potential. Uh, they have a talent for helping others with original solutions to their personal challenges. So I think it's somewhat true. It definitely sounds like I'm tooting a horn there, so I'm not going to like nah, go too but, far but into it. But I think it. a lot of those do make you feel like that sometimes, right? Like it's, you know, I have a hard time when you do an interview or something and they're like, oh, so tell me some really good things about yourself. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't like doing that. So I get what you're saying with that. But, you know, I mean, if it's just your personality, you just have good traits, <laughs> you know, not really tooting your horn, just you have good traits. Yeah, I but mean, I can see you being the counselor. Yeah, um, I mean, it. I looked into it not from the website that we took the test, but afterwards I did a little bit of research just to figure out what exactly that entailed, and I. Mm-hmm. it does make sense. Uh, I feel I relate to some of the stuff quite a bit, actually. Um, it's definitely some of the things that they said are used to benefit yourself in the workplace. I found myself relating to a lot. Um, as well as the traits or the parts of that trait that went into nurturing relationships, I found were similar to ways that I've done that in the past. So what did what did you get on yours? So on mine, it said that I was a very good match for the provider and the protector. So on the provider, it said um, they're conscientious helpers, sensitive to the needs of others, energetically dedicated to their responsibilities, and that I like a sense of harmony and cooperation around me, and I'm eager to please and provide. And also that I'm an industrious caretaker, loyal to traditions and organizations, practical, compassionate, and caring, and motivated to provide for others and protect them from the perils of life. <laughs> that sounds exactly like your job description, actually. Right? You could so put I that think I made website. a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just kind of crazy. And so then it got to like the introverted versus extroverted portion. So on mine, it came back that I'm 43% introverted and 57% extroverted. So basically just kind of equal. I think it says um, that I use both styles equally and I might prefer one to the other depending on the situation, which I think is very true of me because I, I think most people would meet me and just think I'm extroverted, but I can definitely be introverted depending on the situation. Like right. if it's a big, big crowd, I'm probably not the first one that's just going to go out there and, you know, try to meet everyone and be friends with everyone. I'll kind of sit back for a minute, assess the situation. Sometimes I'm okay being alone. Like I'm perfectly good in a quiet room by myself sometimes. And then other times I like to be in a crowd. Yeah, which I mean is fine. It just means you're a little bit cautious of your surroundings, which is a good thing. Yes. Um, and I think that everybody should be okay with being by themselves at least a little bit. Obviously, that's it's my own view. It's important to learn that. <laughs> yeah, it's easier said than done. And again, that is my own view. But I think being able to be secure with yourself whenever you are by yourself is a pretty important trait to have. So that's definitely a good thing. And I think a lot of people should be able to relate to that, whether it's an introverted trait or not. Yeah. Do you um, think you're more introverted or extroverted? I definitely scored more introverted than more? extroverted, for sure. Uh, I, I was like that. 65 or 66% okay. introverted and then 30 extroverted, mm-hmm. um, which, again, I think is true. I'm definitely not one 
to go up and necessarily start conversation. But if I'm out with a friend or I'm out with Chelsea or something and somebody starts talking to us, usually I'll be the one that's trying to bridge that conversation together uh -huh. just because I know usually the people I am with are not super good at talking or finding the uh, common connections within the <laughs> gotcha. conversation. So uh -huh. that's, that's something that I'm able to do. So Yeah, some people have harder times with that. Um, and then on the next one, it had sensing and intuition. So this was basically about how you process information. And it was more uh, sensors are more interested in facts and details and intuitives are more interested in ideas. So for me, I was 64% sensor and 36% intuition. So it said I'm definitely drawn to things that I can see and touch, and I'm more realistic and down to earth. I enjoy hands-on activities, um, and I like to think and talk about real events and concrete facts versus theory or fantasy, which again is definitely me. <laughs> like, nice. I, that's just, I don't know. I don't know if that's just something that you're born with or if it's the, you know how you grow up, I, but I definitely am more of a facts type person. I think a lot of it has to do with, I, I, I think some of it is definitely birth, mm -hmm. right? Or I say birth, right? Like you're born with it and that's kind of part of it. But I think a good deal of how we process information comes from the culture we're raised in mm -hmm. and the people we're surrounded with. Uh, a lot of it has to do with your parents, yes. in my opinion. So a um, lot of the nature versus nurture. Yes, for sure. I think... Uh, your parents have a huge, huge impact in how you process things, whether or not you are different from them or not. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just kind of you grow up seeing that and you grow up seeing how the people around you process information, how they deal with problems. And I think that that gets reflected once you grow up. Uh, I always thought that I was not like my parents. I was very, <laughs> very um, opinionated. In uh -huh. that, and I always thought, you know what? Oh, there's no way I'm not I'm not my parents. And I look in the mirror, and I look at my reactions, and every day I see myself becoming my dad uh, in the way that I talk to people, and every day I see myself becoming my mom in the way that I react to people. Isn't so that it's, funny? It's so and strange. It is, because you, I mean, you hear so many people always say, oh my god, I'm turning into my mother. And, but it is true. I mean, I'll find the same thing. I'll say something, and I'm like, oh, that was my mom. Yeah. That was my mom. And, but... It, I don't know. It's just kind of ingrained in you. And like you said, because you grow up around it, it just kind of becomes part of you. But I think then there are other things that just happen and I guess are you're just born with because I definitely see traits in my brother a lot and that are my dad and or our dad. But my parents got divorced when my brother was three and I was five. So and then my dad moved to Wisconsin or back to Wisconsin two years later. So he hasn't, my brother did not grow up around my dad. I mean, by the time he was five, my dad was back in Wisconsin and we didn't see him very often or even speak to him. So there's things when he does things that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so dad. But how did you even learn that? How is that possible? It's got to be some sort of like genetics that are yes. passed down. I'm sure I obviously am not a neuroscientist by a long <laughs> Why shot. Why not? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'm sure it has something to do with genes being passed down and just something, yeah. something is ingrained in us to do that. Yes. So I know that we are talking a lot about kind of the traits that we share and how that 
affects us and how we process things. How do you think that affects the people around us and the way that people perceive us whenever we're working? I think that it can be good and it can be bad because sometimes people might see that, you know, you're a people pleaser or you're this or that. And then they might take it to think, okay, well, I can kind of walk all over that person. I can, you know, do whatever I want. Or, you know, if you're more of a, I like to get in here and get work done and I'm focused on this. People might think that you're standoffish and, you know, that you're maybe you're a jerk when it's not that type, you know, that situation at all. You're really just in there to do the job. And it's not that you wouldn't be nice to someone. You're just kind of focused on those things. So I think it's big to kind of learn different personalities and understand different personalities. And that way it makes it easier for everybody to work together. So you know that if that person is focused, okay, it's not something personal against me. They're just trying to get the job done, but I can go in there and have a conversation with them and it will turn out okay. And, you know, same for the person that's nice to everybody, you know, maybe help others realize like they're not a doormat, you know, they're just being nice and maybe help them find their voice a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Maybe like seeing the disadvantages or maybe some of the shortcomings of certain personalities and trying to augment those sides that they're mm -hmm. not able to really fully get or I guess fully um, bring out in themselves. Yes. I, I know that I, I, I was researching some of the different personality types and it's actually broken down into four different overarching categories before mm -hmm. it gets down into the smaller subcategories that we were talking about in terms of counselor, so on and so forth. Yes. Um, so there's analysts, diplomats, sentinels, and explorers. So analysts are typically those who are going to be a bit more numbers focused, a bit more by the books, rigid yes. and... Neat and orderly. This, yes, neat and orderly <laughs> and logical. Um, diplomats are going to be those people who are a bit more uh, persuasive or... Like a natural leader. Yes, natural leaders or the, yeah, like pathos. So kind of step kind of, up and take control. For sure, for sure. Um, like, pathos-based arguments, stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, where you're going to have, like, a lot of emotion-fueled things. Um, sentinels, who are kind of, like, almost servants, in a way, or mm -hmm. servant personality types. Uh, people like nurses, firefighters, things yes, like that are very often very amiable. Found. Yes, for sure. Uh, altruistic. Mm -hmm. And then you have explorers, who are those who are just curious, wanting to see what's out there, whether it's builders or artists or um people who just can't stay planted for long and want to yes. see other things they're a little more expressive yes right a bit more expressive yeah so, and yeah go ahead i was just gonna say uh and because of that there's lots of different ways to approach getting to know these people and getting to work with these people and forming relationships with them and as we talked on in a previous episode about forming relationships intergenerationally you face a lot of the same problems in between different personality types. Yes, yes. Because like we were saying, you know, different things can come up. So like with the analyst, um, that was one thing it was saying that you can get a better reaction from them um, by kind of keeping your vo voice calm and asking rather than telling them what you want. Um, and another way is to take a step back and give them a chance to think about it before they give you their answer. So just because you process things right away and, you know, are like, okay, I can answer this person. Not everybody else is that same way. So the 
analytical person is going to need a moment. So just kind of bring it to them, let them analyze everything, get everything straight in their head, and then they can come back to you with an answer. Doesn't mean either one of you is right or wrong. That's just the way they process things. And it's going to make it easier for everybody to get along, right? And then with the driver, um, some, it says like their manner can appear harsh uh, to sensitive personalities. And the best way to get along with them is, you know, show them your willingness to work on the task yesterday. So kind of come at it proactively for them. Like they need to see that people are doing it and getting it done instead of like, why isn't this done yet? You know, why aren't, why aren't you coming to me with a solution? You're just coming to me with the problem. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the more amiable people, it says, you know, they rarely will express anger directly. And so the best way to get things out of them is kind of be kind and don't overwhelm them with too much at one time. And But then also encourage them to take chances. So like we were talking about, if you see that in somebody, kind of encourage them to do these steps. I know for me, I'm very much a people pleaser. That's just always been part of my nature. And as much as you can try to get away from it, you know, as you get older, you start to think, okay, I can have a little bit more of a voice. I can kind of stand up for myself, do things. But then at the end of the day, there's always that part of you that's like, but I don't want anybody mad at me or I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the same way. I've always been somebody who's like, oh man, I want to have my opinions and I want to be able to do things, but right, should be mad at me. Yes, so it's like, I, I don't know what to do there. Yes, and like the whole hurting someone, like you know, if I find somebody did a mistake on something, sometimes it's really hard for me to be able to approach them because I don't want them to feel like I'm blaming them for something or saying, Hey, you did something wrong. So I will always try to find a way to almost kind of make it my own fault. Or be like, you know, oh, I, or I'll make up like, oh, I totally screwed this up. But then I came across this and I thought it might be good to show other people in case this happens to them. And it's like, how do you get away from that? You know, because it's showing someone they made a mistake isn't a bad thing. It's letting them know. And most people, you know, will be grateful that you did so they know not to do it again. Um, so I think it is good to be around different personalities because then you see how other people handle those situations and then it gives you ideas on how you could approach things and not worry that somebody's gonna be mad at you <laughs> yeah and i to go off of that point i think it's also because uh like you said more amiable personalities are oftentimes not wanting to upset people it's also because whenever we receive criticism it's typically deeper cut than when other personality traits mm -hmm. uh types excuse me receive criticism uh oftentimes we take it more to heart and yes. we're like, ah, oh, man, they didn't like one thing I did. I guess every part of me yes, is bad. Yes, it's like now the end I of the world. Like, yeah, it's the end of the world. <laughs> I messed up everything. When in reality, that person might have just been saying, hey, uh, you messed up here. The rest of it looks great. We will always see the 900 and that, or we will always see the two bricks that are wrong and not the 998 good bricks in our wall. Absolutely. And so it's just a continual cycle. And you just have to learn to work with it. And yes. there's actually a lot of ways to do that and to work with multiple different types of personalities and to be able to recognize that. And one of the first ways to kind of get all of these different types of people to start working together is to emphasize a common goal, which here I think we do fairly well in the sense of, hey, it's about the driver. So yes. we are all emphasizing the common goal of let's make it as easy as possible, as smooth as possible for the driver to feel comfortable and then 
we can focus on our family here in the office as well. And I think those two points and those two balances really help everybody focus on that one point and kind of centralize each other despite the differences in personality and criticism giving and things like that. Absolutely. Because I know at the end of the day, we always say, you know, we're on the same team. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's good to remember. We are all on the same team. We're different pieces of that team, but we are, and we're all working towards the same goal. So me helping you out helps me out. You know, it's not about, you know, oh, it's just me. Let my, let me make myself good. It's do it for everyone. If you know how to make this better and you see somebody doing something wrong, help them with that because in the long goal term, it's going to help everybody out. And then you've taught somebody else and then they can teach somebody else and it just keeps growing and, you know, helps everyone do those types of things. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with just like respecting other people's expertise. Again, that doesn't mean that you're dumb or they're smarter than you are. They may have just done it longer or they just happen to be in a situation where they came across this instance. So why not learn from that instead of taking longer and waiting until you've made that mistake or you've run into that problem and then figuring it out? Just learn from someone and always be open and willing to take those things on. Um, it's not necessarily that somebody's showing off or trying to one-up you. They're just trying to help out. You know? Yeah, we all work in different roles for a reason. It's not, exactly. like you said, it's not that anybody's trying to one-up you. Mm -mm. It's just certain people are going to be more knowledgeable about certain things than other people. Everybody is an expert at something, and you just have to understand that. You have to respect that. Yep, and I, I think that yeah. comes down to your personality, right, and your strengths. Exactly, and being able to acknowledge that. You know, like, we, I, I don't know... The first thing about being a CDL holder and being on the road, all I have is information from the drivers and from former drivers, Rick and everybody else. That's how I get my information. I understand that I do not have the expertise in that. And that is something that I have to respect. I can, even if I give my opinion on how a driver is driving or anything like that, in the end, I'm not the expert on that. And so yes. I do not fully understand that. And really my voice is only as big as that. Right. However, on the same end of that, not everybody would be able to come in and run the show and do things like that. And so <laughs> no. it's just, it's a back and forth. It's not necessarily one is better than the other or one is anything. It's just different expertise. Like you yeah, said. like we just, said, yeah. knowing your personality and your strengths. And like we've talked about before, like just because you're president of the company doesn't mean that you're better than a CSR or than a driver. That's just your strength. And You've learned that and you know where to put that focus. I mean, for instance, I know that I'm a caretaker at heart, but I also know that I wouldn't be a good nurse because I would be crying all of the time. <laughs> like, I would take too much of that on and I wouldn't be able to handle it. So I know not to do that. Like, I'm not going to put myself in that. Um, another example is I know I'm not a good salesperson. I, I'm not comfortable in that situation. I... If I walk in, I've had to do it before, and I walk in and we'll kind of tell you what it's about. And the second somebody says no or I'm not interested, I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, that's it. See I'm later. done. Uh, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. Where my brother is amazing at sales. I mean, he would convince you to change your own name, and at the end of it, you're going to think it was your idea. 
and you're not gonna know what just happened. He's, but he's comfortable with that. You know, somebody tells him no, it doesn't phase him where I like take it, like we were talking about, you take it personally. And it's just a personality type. Um, and you know, if you don't like animals, don't be a vet. <laughs> you know? Simple. Just figure Simple. out what works out, what works for you, you know. And not, you know, sometimes I know we fall into a job, but if you're trying to find a career that you love, you know, if you're lucky enough to f try to hone in on those personality traits that are best for you and use them to your ability. Yeah, and again, play to your strengths, play to other people's strengths. And if you do find yourself in a job where you're just kind of working with other people, then I think it's important to recognize the parts of yourself that you are not as good at. I guess there's a better way to say that than yes. how I said it, but seeing the parts of you that aren't as strong and finding other people who are stronger in those areas, but maybe weaker in areas where you're strong and then coming together and putting that together, yes, you know, and, and using your strengths. Yes, being yes. a team and just kind of being open to mediate through problems and keeping yourself open to criticism, even if it's a little bit sharper on the edge than you're used to. Yes. Know? Yeah. Because typically at the end of the day, if somebody's giving you criticism, it usually is to help you out and to better a situation. You know, most people aren't just trying to hold you down and beat you up and make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> so it's trying to find that good in the criticism and, you know, using it to your advantage and applying it and seeing, you know, if it makes things better. Exactly. Because exactly. with that, I mean, we made it. We did it. <laughs> yeah. We, we got all the way through the low down without the Shelly Brown. I know. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> Hopefully people weren't dropping off the call like, uh, don't want to hear this. <laughs> it seems like everybody was relatively here. So well, good. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed what we spoke about today. I always enjoy this time. Thank you for joining me. Um, thanks for being here for the Lowdown with Shelly Brown, and we will talk to you next Thursday. Stay safe out there. Thanks.